every single one of us has been affected by COVID-19 some way or the other. Today, I chat to Esna, who is the CEO of Imbali Beauty. We chat about how the beauty industry has been affected by this pandemic and what the group has done to make sure they stay connected to their clients and have precautions in place now that the beauty industry is slowly opening up again. You know, of course, with everything going on now, I thought you would be the perfect person to speak to because so many people have been curious about what's happening in the beauty industry. Is it safe to go? Should I just stay at home, et cetera, et cetera. So I really want to chat about all that and unpack everything. Sure. But before we get there, tell us a bit about Imbali Beauty and which brands fall under the company. You know, you've been on this roadshow with us since the beginning of the year and it's been quite exhilarating because just before lockdown, we have been meeting with so many members of the press to celebrate our 40th anniversary. And then we went into lockdown. So the first brand that was started 40 years ago in our group is our classical skincare brand, which we've got so much affinity to. It's an award-winning skincare brand. And from that local skincare brand, our salon brands developed over the years, which is our classical skincare clinics, our Dream Nails Beauty Salons, which was an acquisition made by the previous management in 2007. And then in 2012, our group acquired the Perfect 10 Salon Group. So quite a handful of beauty salons uh, Dream Now is predominantly very strong in the Western Cape. Our Perfect 10 Beauty Salons, very strong in KwaZulu-Natal. And then our classical Salons, which we also have a very big footprint all the way from Polokwane, um, you know, up to various coastal little towns. And that's really the brands within the Mbali Beauty Stable. Firstly, congratulations on 40 years in the beauty and wellness industry. Thank That's you absolutely so amazing. What an achievement. Now, the beauty industry has suffered a major loss in the last few months. What was that like for you as a CEO of a huge company who had staff depending on you? I'm going to be honest with you, we've never worked so hard in our lives before during this lockdown. And I think a lot of people will concur with me. I remember the first Zoom session that we had with our franchise partners. I told them, you're not allowed to watch Netflix. And they're still (laughs) teasing me till today about that quote that I gave them. No Netflix. Um. You know, we decided as a group that we have to reposition our businesses for the future and make our businesses bulletproof. So, so many things that we focused on, um, we said, number one, now's the time to clean out your house. Now's the time when we say clean out your houses, have proper negotiations with your landlords, 
to make your businesses bulletproof for the future, to introduce an online component into our businesses so that after lockdown, we will never be in the same position again with our individual beauty salons, not to sell products online. And we also knew that, um, and I know we're going to speak about that during our conversation today, is to, to really look at our beauty treatments in our salons and what can we take outside of our salons because we know that mm. our consumers are going to change in future as well um, and to mm. make it more convenient for our customers um, for example the online skin consultation process I know that we've exposed you to that yes. but how can we help our customers to do certain things outside of the salon so those were things that we focused on in the beginning of the lockdown period and towards the second or the latter part of the lockdown period, we focused on getting our businesses ready for opening and, um, you know, planning around the protective equipment that we introduced into the salons, uh, training our employees. We've trained more than 700 girls during this lockdown period. Wow. Talking about, you know, preparing for lockdown, I mean, when lockdown ends, which has now officially ended for your industry, what were the major changes you had to make sure you had to follow or the regulations that was put in place that you as a company had to make sure that each and every salon has implemented this? Because if I'm correct, these are franchises, right? Correct. And other managers or owners have the rights to uh, certain areas or stores. So it's a lot of pressure on you because you have to make sure that they follow the rules. And if they don't, you know, the entire brand, the, the reputation of the brand is at risk because everyone's on social media now calling out brands that are not doing what they're supposed to do. So it's, it's very tricky and also a lot of pressure for CEOs. So talk to us about what you had to implement or the regulations you needed to follow before opening. And we made it very clear to our franchise partners that they're not allowed to open their doors until they're 100% confident that they've complied towards the COVID-19 readiness workplace plan. That's the most important document um, that every salon owner and franchise partner needs to have in place but I can tell you now during this lockdown we realized that there are actually one very important secret to everything and the most important secret is that your team working inside your salon needs to feel safe mm -hmm. if they feel safe they will make sure that your customers also feel safe and yes, there's a lot of regulations. We had the um, advantage that we could look at all the various legislations. Um, but as I said, the first one is your COVID-19 readiness workplace plan. From there is also the appointment of your compliance officer, your compliance employees, and um, really 
to follow the guidelines that's been placed out by the legislation, which is the consolidated COVID-19 um, workplace plan. And then on top of that, there's new protocols that were issued on the 19th of June, also uh, by government on the personal care industry. And we continuously made sure that our people receive training. To be honest with you, they will receive further training tomorrow again. And then just to make things simpler, we have videoed um, the whole process through the eyes of a customer because I think it's very different when you walk in as a customer that you can exactly know what to expect. And those videos will be made available to our entire database to make sure that before a customer comes into a beauty salon, that she knows exactly what, what is expected of her when she enters the place. Mm, that's definitely an interesting one. I but just want yes, to touch quickly. Also, all the PPE, you know, the protective gear, the cloth masks, the visors, all of those things to, number one, make sure we keep our employees safe and then also the people entering the workplace, that they also feel safe uh, we do take temperature when a customer comes into our beauty salons. Uh, and it's really to make sure that the environment is safe for everybody inside our salons. Because that was my next question is, are you going to check temperatures for <laughs> We do. <clients? laughs> so we were very gracious, I would say, from the Bali Beauty side. We made uh, the PPE available to all our beauty salons because we wanted to make sure that our beauty salons are standardized across the board. So, yes, they receive their uh, thermometers. They receive their Perspex shields. That's going to go onto our nail stations. That's also at our front reception desk. Every person working in our salon received four cloth masks. They receive their own visors to protect their eyes when they work um, on a customer. And then there's lots of other things that our franchise partners also acquired, which is like um, aprons, especially when the uniforms get close in contact with a customer's uniform. Mm. And the way that, you know, Lisa trained people, we've got a new um, gesture, how we welcome our customers and how we say goodbye to them. Because remember, now you can't see a person's beautiful smile through a cloth mask. So it's mm. touching the heart and also a beautiful gesture, how we want to welcome our customers back into our salons. And I must say, those are the things that creates excitement and creates the connection with a customer's hearts when they enter our beauty salons. I love how you mentioned that during lockdown, you know, you as a company, your staff members and franchises, you were working together and you did a lot of work. You were busier than you've ever been. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like lockdown wasn't a typical lockdown for every business. There's, you know, plans that were implemented, uh, strategy meetings, lots of Zoom meetings instead of Netflix, uh, et cetera. I just want to talk about, you said you've innovated during lockdown, which I've seen myself. Yes. And was there anything else that you did during lockdown to connect with your, your clients, consumers, 
and to also let them know that you are there. Was there any campaign specifically that you focused like social media advertising or influencer campaigns? And how fast did you have to think on your feet when it came to this? Yes, we had to think super fast on our feet. Um, We worked extremely long hours to get the campaigns ready. Um, Being a 40-year-old group and also being a local company counted in our favor. The fact that we could immediately launch our online skin consultation process, which we also... Um, As an industry, I can say to you, the beauty industry came together like never before. Um, There were lots of people in the industry who were prepared to share their knowledge, um, which has helped us as a group also. And that I really want to um, just mention these people. I know that, um, for example, professional beauty really stepped up for us in industry then I can say that um, Stavros from the Twin Care Group, he and his wife in particular created a very large WhatsApp group, uh, which was for the benefit of the entire group. And you know what? Also, um, it opened the doors to international beauty, um, the international beauty industry. For example, when the USA opened, there were some learnings from them which we then could introduce into our own own beauty salons. Um, You know, so all those things helped the industry tremendously. We came together as one unity like I've never seen before. And based on all these webinars that were hosted, uh, for example, people who had beauty salons inside hospitals, We could learn a lot from their doings that we could immediately start to introduce into our group. And yes, then we developed our online skin consultation process. And we said to our franchise partner, you have to go to work. You have to start contacting your customers on a daily basis. We gave people. And we shifted their minds to also doing online sales during this process, online retail sales uh, for their customers. And we actually said to them, after lockdown, you have to continue with this. This is not where you're going to now operate between the four walls of your business. You have to start thinking much wider, implementing growth teams for you as a salon owner, um, because we could see there are definitely going to be customers who are going to be scared in future to venture into beauty salons. So what are we going to do as a brand to go to those customers after lockdown and Mm. really to start looking outside of the box, really to say to yourself, what am I going to do to change on the inside to make my business more successful? Not always just looking at, you know, what other people are doing, but what am I going to do? So we, focused on what is under our control during this lockdown period. And we really worked hard on the things that were under our control and stop focusing on the things that's not under your control because you can do absolutely nothing about those things, but you can do and you can change the things that's under your control. What has the, reopening be like was was it the way you expected it to be because I think lots of people had this 
perception of businesses that once we open again, people are going to just come rushing through the doors. We're going to have this long list of clients that we need to see to. But some have the, some of them have realized that it's not like that. They are really quiet. They're struggling to get feet in the door. So I'm curious to know what it's been like for your group. Again, I want to reiterate, we had quite a vigorous process before we allowed salons to open. And one of the most important things that we say to our franchise partners, and I did mention it earlier in our discussion today, is that our negotiations with the landlords were very important during this lockdown period. We've been very transparent with landlords. We did say to them, they have to realize that we are opening our doors in winter. We all know Mm. that beauty salons are much quieter in winter months. And on top of that, we're also dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, all of those things we say to our franchise partners, you have to continue to have a very transparent discussion with your landlord prior to the opening of your doors. We help them with so many communications during this lockdown. We're currently on letter number five to our landlords. And our advice to our franchise partners were, do not open your doors until you know that you've negotiated a very good um, lease with your landlord for the future, to bulletproof your business for the future. And we really got that advice from day one, from the webinars that we also attended as a group. So that was the first thing. So, And then the second thing is we said to our salon owners, you have to get your COVID-19 uh, readiness workplace plan in place, the appointment of all the legal requirements. Um, those are the boxes that you had to tick. And then based on those boxes that were ticked, Our franchise managers, those are our ladies visiting our salons to ensure compliance, also had to sign the salon off before it was allowed to open. And then, yes, the salon started to open. Many of our salons did see an an initial influx into the salons. Uh, But what is important, we are also ready to launch some innovation into our salons. When we say innovation is new wellness treatments for customers, uh, which we know is really a trend. Um, And we will start after the opening of our doors to really focus on training our therapists and male technicians on these new trainings. What's also helping us to get feedback into our doors is we've got a very good rewards program. So that some of the most Um, how can I say, treatments that people really came for in this initial week of opening and bearing in mind, not all of our salons have opened as yet because they haven't, for example, had the COVID-19 readiness workplace plan sorted out. Um, All of the teams haven't attended the training. We saw that people came in for brow shapes. We saw that people came in for the soak-off of the gel And then some people came for gel polish, which we say our nails are going to be the new expression. Lots of people wearing masks on their face. So it's not getting lipstick, but they want to show their beautiful nails. 
So people started to come in for gel polish in the first week of opening. So these are the, just the trends that we see. But yes, it's going to be important for us to continue to bring innovation into our space and um, just to create some excitement in the salons going forward. So, um, yeah, it's always innovation. It's not been easy for anyone out there in the industry. We've seen the large retailers also taking a lot of hammering. I see recently Mr. Price, their results or uh, what they've also uh, said in the industry. The truth is, Shanae, we have to keep on walking. We have to keep on fighting. We have to create new job opportunities in our in our um, in our beautiful country, South Africa. So we will very soon announce the launch of a new division within the Mbali Beauty Group, uh, which we've been working on for the last three months. We just need to iron out everything to make sure that we continue to deliver on our mission, which is to improve and empower and also you know, to, to um, just to, to help people to create job opportunities in South Africa. So that is very much what we stand for as the Mbali Beauty Group. And I must be honest with you, yes, it's early days. As I stand in front of you or sit in front of you today, uh, we didn't see many salon closures, not as many as I expected to see. I think at the moment, if I'm very honest with you, it looks like three to four salons that will potentially not reopen their doors. And it's also for these salons that we wanted to have a strategic initiative in place to fall back onto in, in, the, in the case that they're not there to reopen their doors. We wanted to offer them an alternative business opportunity and I'm really sorry that I'm not at liberty to announce um, as much because we currently signed non-disclosure agreements with the people who started on this uh, business opportunity. We're currently trialing it with about 11 ladies in our group and also from outside our group. Uh, we will be in a position to announce this in a very big way during the month of August because as you know, with everything in a business, there's so much work that you have to do behind the scenes to make sure that whatever you do is successful and it's also long-term sustainable. So that, that I really just want to say today, we are excited as a group. We're looking forward to the future. We've got a lot of gratitude um, for all the things, all the hard work that we've done during this lockdown and also towards our franchise partners who took hands with us during this lockdown period and worked hard to reposition their, their own businesses and to be ready after lockdown. Wow, very interesting. We're looking forward to hearing the exciting news. You touched on it a little bit, but I just want to chat more about it. What do you think will change going forward in the industry? Now, you as a brand, you have innovated online by doing consultations. I know a lot of people are scared on doing facials, for example, because you know that's quite close contact with the therapist. Do you feel like some treatments will fall away for, for a period of time? Would you 
be offering more DIY treatments that you know people can learn from the brand to do themselves at home by purchasing certain products, etc. I must be honest with you. I we all know that you know the, the we're living in a new world altogether. And time will tell if certain treatments will fall away, yes or no. I think it's too early to to make certain predictions. But I know, for example, I couldn't wait myself to go for a facial treatment and to see the difference on my skin after the treatment. You know, people suffering from pigmentation and various things, those are things that you cannot really handle by doing a little treatment at home. So yes, home care on skincare is so important. And I think what we realized during lockdown, so many people are using the wrong products on their skin. So this online skin consultation process, and we want to, we actually in the process already uh, to elaborate on that, that it's a skin and wellness consultation. It will become more and more holistic in offering people very good beauty and wellness solutions um, on their own beauty and wellness. People are so hungry for that. And I think the times are gone where people buy products that they don't need or products that's not suitable for their skins. So I really encourage anybody hearing my my voice today is to really embark on this journey that you start using products that's so good and 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 really make a difference to your beauty and wellness um, on a daily basis so home care yes very important home care is 80 percent of the solution but going for good skincare treatments are really such a how can I say, a game changer ultimately on your skin. And the protocols that we have developed for our salons will not place a customer at risk when she comes in for a facial treatment. We plan, I mean, our beauty therapists are working, number one, with a cloth mask together with a visor. Uh, We make sure that all the protocols are followed. Um, People will receive before she enters into our space, a health declaration form. Those are forms that's automated via our um, point of sale systems. We also like to take the online skin consultation process outside of the salon so that people don't have to linger inside a salon. It's coming in, receiving a treatment and leaving the space. And as I said to you, number one, our own employees are doing their own health declarations every single day. Their own temperatures are checked together with the customers coming into our space. Their temperatures are checked. So it is a safe space where the customer is entering. So because it's a safe space and, you know, we all know that the um, all the, the surfaces are cleaned re- uh, regularly, We've introduced a 15-minute interval between every single treatment to make sure that the surfaces are cleaned and we call it the COVID-19 readiness in between treatments. So those are things that will make sure that our teams feel safe inside the salons. 
And when they feel safe, our customers will also feel safe when they enter the space. Thank you so much, Esna, for elaborating more on that. I, I think that definitely reassures me that I would be safe in any one of your salons. I just love how much effort you as a group have put into this to make sure, number one, your staff feel comfortable and safe. Because I think that's so important. And of course, you know, your clients coming in will feel safe because your staff feel safe yeah. and everyone's happy and in a safe space. And, you know, you can still relax and enjoy your treatments in the safe space, which is what many people want. For me as a mom, going for a treatment is like, you know, my me time, pamper time. And I honestly, I miss it. I miss going to a salon because I love just having those little pamper treatments and just hearing everything that you've said now has just reassured me that it's fine to go in. I think people need to realize that wherever you go, like as soon as you leave your front door, you're at risk of getting COVID-19. And unfortunately, that is our new reality, but it's how we deal with it and the decisions that we make. And also the brands that we support as a consumer, it's important to research the brands that you support because then you'll understand how much of efforty, effort sorry, they put into making the, safe, the, the place safe for consumers and staff. So thank you so much for that. Just one last thing before you leave. What advice do you have for other businesses who are currently struggling to get everything together and get feet in the door? They need to take every single day, one day at a time. They also need to grow their online presence and make sure that they continue to connect to the hearts of their customers. Um, one of my favorite, favorite people, I, I, I need to research her in so much detail, I don't know her, is Maya Angelou. And, you know, at this point in time where we are, she, there's one of her quotes that I really always enjoy. There's many of her quotes, but this quote was really relevant for me during this lockdown time, where she said, to reach for the stars is ambitious, but to reach for your customers' hearts is wise. So where we are at this point in time, we need to get onto a level where we understand what's happening in our customers' headspace. It doesn't help we continue to assume certain things about our customers. Um, and we need to get into our customers' headspace. Don't be afraid to contact your customers via email, or not via email, actually via making a telephone call to your customer because people were bombarded with information during this lockdown period. So it's time that you, you actually pick up that phone and speak to your customers and make sure you understand where your customers are at. And that, that's one of the things that we continue to do during this lockdown. We are going to continue to do it after lockdown, not just make assumptions about we know where our customers are at. And you have to then start thinking out of the box for those customers who are afraid to come to you. What are you going to do to serve them um, going forward? Well said. Thank you so much, Esna, for doing this podcast with me. 
And I'm really looking forward to seeing what new comes from the brand and all the best. We appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so very much.